Crawlers. We would be honored if you would join us. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where we will be talking about games. Because everyone loves to play games. Not those mind games, not those tricky, nasty games where you put a person in a room and start chopping them to bits and throwing daggers and other weird things at them. Well, let's Daniel, not discriminate. What kind of games do you play? I feel like I feel like that's yeah, I feel like that's a little judgmental, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here to talk about boarding card games that we have recently discovered that you might like because there are so many games out there. Um, there's always a new board game popping up or a new card game popping up every week and video games as well. Let's not leave those out because there are some pretty fantastic video games that have been coming out as well. Um, whether it's on the Nintendo switch, whether it's on the Xbox or the PlayStation, whether it's on a good system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or even, or even on steam. I mean, you, you may find a really fun game. Um, that you enjoy, whether that's playing it by yourself or playing with friends and family. Uh, so that is what we're going to be talking about. Games and the chaos and insanity of fun it brings. So um, where do we start? I mean, really, there, there's so many really cool games that I know I've found. Um, Alton, uh, yeah, bless him, he, he's still on hiatus, but Alton for a while owned a game store. And he was constantly bombarding us with new games. Um, and I, I, have, I have so many games, it's they're just flowing out of my ears at this right. point. Um, let alone there's other people and other friends I have that design and make games. Uh, I mean, I know recently Krebs and I just did uh, something really fun uh, with an audio drama that will be coming to you soon. But Krebs went home with a plethora of games uh, from that experience. Um, yeah, it was a box of six games from friend of the show, Craig Naibo. Yeah, Gangrene Games. Uh, Gangrene Games. Actually, it was uh, Three-Headed Giant. Oh, nice. Three-Headed Oh, yeah, giant. that's right. They did change their name. Yeah. Sorry, because Gangrene Games had a really negative connotation, so they changed <laughs> it. Um, it's Three-Headed Giant. It's not easy being Gangrene. Yeah. No. Almost, almost. Yeah. However... I mean, I, I guess I'll just jump in. Uh, a, a recent game that I have found that I have really enjoyed um, was actually one that uh, it was a recent birthday party. Um, it was Five Minute Mystery that uh, Krebs <gasps> actually brought us. Um, I loved that game. It was lots of fun. It's a quick and easy game that you can play with a, a small group of friends. And it doesn't take long. I mean, literally, the name is in the game. It's five minutes. You could have one round done in five minutes. It's not that hard, but it is definitely challenging and fun, and it requires everyone to cooperatively uh, play together. Yeah, there's an intensity to that game. I also would point out that it's great family fun. It's completely appropriate for families with younger kids because of the sort of intellectual requirement. I would say it's probably best for someone to, um, uh, or for, for the age of someone to be maybe uh seven and older kind of thing you know but uh it involves finding shapes within pictures very much like find the object as well as uh, a little bit of deductive reasoning and you you have an app that helps you time this you're typically given five minutes to solve the mystery it is a brilliantly well done system has some excellent components inside is fun for small or large groups and is great for the whole family. They also have a five-minute dungeon, which yes. is a and esque game, but it's done in five-minute rounds. You do three of these five-minute rounds, and they get progressively more difficult. That was my first five-minute game experience, and that one was super challenging, but that was awesome fun. And they do have a Marvel spin of that game called Five Minute Marvel. Oh, yeah. I haven't played that yet, but I did see it. Yeah. I may so have to lots play that. of fun. Yep. You know, the big baddie is Thanos, so, you know. It's it's lots of fun. Uh, you can finish that game in a snap. Yes. Are you stealing my lines, Krebs? Oh. No, mine are good. <laughs> oh, wait, no. I mean, what I mean is... <laughs> I love you, brother. Back to games, because we could go <laughs> on this subject. I am biting my tongue so much, it is bleeding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, the five-minute... Uh, the five minute games are actually really fun. They're quick, easy. It's something you pull out, play real quickly and then be done. I mean, uh, and the nice thing is it comes with an app uh, that you can have on your phone or tablet 
that actually keeps track of that. It generally has a snarky little voice or something like that. So it's not like you have to have like a, a timer or something on your watch and try to figure it out. And when it gets close, it starts telling you, you, you got a minute, you got 30 seconds. And then it starts counting down and you know, you're almost out of time. So it yeah. does amp up the intensity and definitely is lots of fun. Uh, you can find that game on Amazon, by the way, and it, it's very affordable. So highly recommend you look into that. One more thing I'll say about that. I, uh, in my line of work, I work with people remotely. I work on Zoom and I'm, you know, trying to write code with other people on the other side of the country and so on. I struck up a great friendship with one of these people that I met and uh, she and her wife and I played five minute mystery together over Zoom because I told them about this game. They went and got a copy. And then one day before I, I ended up uh, leaving that project altogether, we decided on a Friday, we're like, let's just play together. We played it over Zoom with our respective kits. We came up with just like little modifications to the rules so that we could play together. It totally worked. It is a great remote game. Nice. All right. So, Matthew, have you had any recent game discoveries? I've got several. Uh, one thing that has been on my mind since you brought up this topic do you remember a game from the early 80s called Dark Tower? Yes. It's the TV back. commercial Orson Welles did the TV commercial. Uh, for those of you who weren't born yet, uh, the <laughs> it was really cool because this was 1981 and it was an electronic board game. They had this plastic dark tower that lit up and it had some... Uh, uh, mechanicals inside that would spin around when you would push the, the buttons and on your turn it would tell you if you encountered brigands or mm. if there was a, a monster to fight or how much gold you got. You can go to the bazaar and you can buy equipment or a, a, a burden beast to carry all your treasure and the idea was to go through and, and collect enough gold to then uh, uh, siege the tower, you know, attack the tower and, and, and seize control of it. Uh, and it was, it was, it was for the, for its time, it was a pretty amazing game. And a lot of people have real fond memories of it and all the little pieces and miniatures that came with it. But, uh, apparently there was some rights issues and it quickly fell out of print. Mm -hmm. Uh, they are currently going for $500 on eBay <laughs> and uh, almost that much for broken copies of yeah. the game. If you yeah. can believe that. Well, the discovery was a wonderful Kickstarter called Return to Dark Tower, mm -hmm. where now they're using modern electronics, which gives you far more options, and 3D printed miniatures. And instead of you having to respond to what the tower does, the tower actually throws things onto the board uh, yeah. for you. Uh, when things happen, little skulls come out of the tower, uh, little plastic skulls uh, roll out of the tower. And now that means you got to go fight something. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I haven't watched a playthrough of it or anything, but I was just so enthralled with this game because of the nostalgia factor of it. And everything I've seen from these game makers shows respect and homage to the original while also improving upon it and taking advantage of the modern uh, technology and, and opportunities we have now. I think they have just done an excellent, excellent job with this. I don't want to call it a reboot, but perhaps a sequel to the game. Uh, it, just wonderful. Yeah, uh, I followed this when it was a Kickstarter, and I was sorely tempted to pick that one up. But at the time, it didn't financially make sense, so I passed on it very begrudgingly. Like, I really Me wanted too. Me too. to pick that one up. Uh, however, they are now in their second printing. The Dark Tower obelisk itself also has Bluetooth connectivity for both control and feedback. Uh, it is... They have done some incredible things with modern technology where this game is concerned, and I am exceptionally excited to get my hands on it and play it. No, I have not ordered it yet, but it is in its second printing, and I think this is something that we're going to see going forward. I believe you have to order this one online. I don't think you can get this one from like your typical vendors. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Honestly, that reminds me of... Um, it reminds me of two things first of all it sounds exactly like that like the actual toy that tom hanks makes in big like 
that's exactly what that original toy sounds like. Like in 1985, someone saw Big and was like, yeah, we're going to do that. All the kitties, <laughs> blah, all the kitties going to like that one. And then they made it. Um, but secondly, do you guys ever like remember games from when we were young? Like we were young way back in the olden times. Last um, century. Uh yeah, yeah, the last century. Boomers. Well, we were <laughs> we were really young. We used to play games and like there would be a game that you liked to play way back in the way back and you could never ever ever find it again. Do you ever have a game that you could never ever find again? Lots of them. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to tell you mine because I loved playing it so much. I would actually skip church every Sunday and I would play it. <laughs> I had church across the street from my house. And what would happen is I would go to church. My mom would drop me off at Sunday school and I'd be like, bye mom. See you later. And then as soon as the church ladies would let me go to the bathroom, I would leave, walk back to my house and go play a game called hack. <gasps> Was it a computer Ooh. game? No. Yes, it was a computer I game. I think I yeah. know this one. And it's based so off this an game anime. Is so rad. And I like, so anyway, so the original hack, it's like a third, like it's not even, it's like a 16-bit game. And basically you've got a DOS screen and it's just black and you've got a blinking mm -hmm. cursor in the middle. And then you're actually, it's a dungeon, I mean, it's a, it's a dungeon crawling game. That's what it mm -hmm. is. And then you roll around, you try and figure out the map of each level. And on each level, there are things like potions and magic wands and things that want to kill you. I and love it, that game Wasn't so it done much. like all in ASCII art? It was just like just character yeah. art as opposed to like what there's we no, see. There's, there's no art. You were an X. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you were. And then if you wanted, if, if you found a wand, you would see a, like a one of that straight up and down little hashy tag thingy, whatever that thing is on the keyboard. You know what I'm saying? The pipe? Yeah, whatever that thing is. That's what that's a magic wand. You'd find that. And you'd be like, I got a magic wand. It was awesome. I love that game. It was such a prototype game. And I feel like I, I want to play it so bad, but there's no I can't find anyone who will like I can't find anyone that has a a, a computer slow enough for me to play it. <laughs> <laughs> This is something we should talk about because I had students who built games just like that when I was a teacher. I couldn't probably get you like 13 versions. Well, I want the original version. Yeah, See, that's you do. the thing. Because what happened is a lot of people liked that game. Okay. It was really, really old. And then, then it turned into this other game called like Hack and Slash or like Dungeon Hack. I think that's what it turned into Dungeon oh. Hack. Oh, okay. Oh, I found a website. I'm not going to say what it is because I'm not sure if it's safe or not. I mean, it looks good. It looks good. Um, but it it has exactly the game I think you're talking about. Well, I would love to watch it. I would love to play it. But uh, yeah, it was like it was like renamed Dungeon Hack and then it was turned into like another thing that like had more graphics and I'm like, "No, no, 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 just give me like a black screen with an X on it. That's what I want to play. Apparently, it was released in 1984, although it was created in 82. Mm-hmm. That's about right. That sounds perfect. Well, now I'm going to anyway, play it and get addicted. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Like, I, I, not to, not to jump it, but like, I'm feeling really nostalgic, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm feeling all nostalgic, and I'm like sitting with my kids, thinking about all these nostalgic games I used to play. And everyone's played like Mario Brothers, so that's not not super nostalgic. But I really like adventure games. I always have, and I played King's Quest like you wouldn't believe. Like I oh. loved King's Quest. I played all of them. I cheated my way through all of them because they were so <laughs> damn hard. Like they were set. Like they were the game that um that I would watch my cousin play, who was brilliant, and he would get stuck, and I would just like try to give him help like you should probably throw that ball at the unicorn and just see what happens you know like i don't know but i love those games so much and so i'm sitting with my kids like literally yesterday and i said hey you guys i'm gonna i'm gonna see if there's a king's quest because i want to show you it's such a great game and i played all of them through eight like there's a king's quest eight mm -hmm. so i played all of them and then i went so i went on my playstation 4 then i went to the playstation store and i lo and behold they're like King's Quest. The King's Quest package is on mm -hmm. sale, like 80% off. So I bought the whole package for five bucks. And it's not the package. It's not the original King's Quest game. Ha somebody has 
redesigned King's Quest, and it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it looks like it's um, pseudo cell shaded, and uh, I'm looking at it right now. Actually, okay, and it's currently on sale. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's like telling you. $6. That's what I'm saying. It's go get it. It's $6. Now, I'm going to tell you why you don't want it. I'm going to tell you why you do want it. Okay. You don't want it if you're a really smart guy who likes being the smartest guy in the room. This is not the game for you. If you want to go and do a game where you want to feel brilliant at the end because you're the most brilliant puzzle solver in the whole world, this is not the game for you. But if you love a nostalgia and you love adventure and you want to do a game with your kids that is really fun and um, also you kind of want to just watch a movie, <laughs> that's what this game is for uh, because it's really a cinematic version of King's Quest. And it's like legitimately a cinematic, it's a cinematic experience. So like you sit down, you're talking, uh, the guy who plays the main character, King Graham, is Christopher Lloyd. <gasps> so flashback to 1985, like instantaneously. And also the guy who does the voice for um, the Spectacular Spider-Man, which is popular in 19, like the 1990s. That was a, like, he's the main, he's the main character, Graham, as a young kid. So it's really great. The voice acting is hilarious. The script is hilarious and it's really cinematic. So every time you're moving, you actually get a different camera angle. There's all these kind of built in cinematic scenes that go along with all the action. But of course, it's still an adventure game. So if you and in traditional King's Quest fashion, if you choose wrong, you die like you just you're dead. So um it's it's phenomenal. We loved it. We we bought it and we played it like for four hours after buying it. It just was really, really fun, fun game. It was a really fun game. So if you have kids between the ages of five and 12 and you just want to play an old school fun adventure game and not have to do a ton of brain work, that's the one for you. Nice. I, uh, I... I'm about to buy it. I'm going to oh, own awesome. this and it's going to be great. Oh, it's totally great. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I'm excited because the pack that I bought on the PlayStation four has um, the first three chapters. Uh -huh. And then there are two other chapters that you have to unlock. You have to pay to unlock them. But each one of the chapters so far has taken us about, I don't know, at least, at least a couple of hours. So the mm -hmm. gameplay is, you know, it's worth, it's worth, it's worth five bucks. Uh, it's great. I will. I will tell you that uh, currently it's on sale. It's normally so. So the complete collection is normally thirty bucks. It's currently on sale for six. Yeah. So I couldn't not buy it. It was twenty four dollars no. off. Yeah. It's so great. absolutely. Thank you. That was a great suggestion. I just got a new game. Oh man. Yeah, I had <laughs> such a fun time playing it. Oh. Five chapters and an epilogue. Yeah. Mm, King's Quest. Nice. High five. High five. Um, I feel like, you know, after like your picks, guys, I, I don't know. I feel like my, my first pick here is is kind of silly, but uh, I, I we used to go to this game store, the one that Alton was once involved with, and we would just find little games that looked interesting. And I found this one game. And by the way, certain of our audience will totally understand this. I found this one game that looks like it's something you would have found about circa 1985 at a garage sale. But it's brand new, and it's a game called Push. It mm. comes it comes in a in a ginchy little plastic case. It has a six. It has a D six, a special D six, and it has a deck of cards and the rule book, and that's it. It is a super duper simple game. But that's its charm and its allure. In fact, so so the concept of the game is you, you, you are trying to get the most points possible. Points are tallied by the value of each card. So if a card is four, it's worth four points. And you're going in a round until the deck is exhausted. On your turn, you may build up to three piles of cards where each pile may not repeat the same color or the same number. So you can build up to three piles and uh, the die comes into play as a negative thing. 
during your turn, as you're building these piles, you can stop at any time. You take the pile that most suits your desire, your strategy, and then other people at the table get to choose the remaining two piles. However, if you have to roll the die, that may force you to lose some of the cards that you have gained. And as is common in games of this ilk, uh, when it comes to your turn, instead of drawing cards, you can choose instead to bank a single pile of your cards based on color, and those cards are forever safe. At the end, you tally up your points, most points wins. It's a very, very simple game. Very, very easy mechanics. Here's the funny thing. Uh, I brought this on a road trip with Matai and our sister. We brought this in conjunction with a Jabba's Palace-themed um, card game and a couple of other games that we really liked. This game, called Push, beat out all of them for popularity, and we ended up playing that game almost exclusively for the rest of the trip. I took this on a business trip to Colorado with fellow engineers. True story, I brought this and Star Realms. You guys have heard me talk about Star Realms on the show before. And I was sharing games. We were having a game night as a company. It was great. It was fun. And I got people set up on Star Realms. And then I got people set up on Push. I went over and I showed them how the game worked. It was very simple. I walked away, played Star Realms. I came back, no joke, five minutes later, I came back. And the table that had Push had discovered a way to turn it into a gambling game. They had started <laughs> they started betting money on it. And there was one dude that after two games That's walked fantastic. away. Yeah, one dude after two games walked away with 120 bucks. That's and awesome. I'm, and I'm over here Love like, it. but it's my game and I made nothing. Um, no, <laughs> it's... Cut. But you know, you're, you're absolutely right, Krebs. I, that trip was so much fun that, that we went on. I mean, this is a game that's appropriate to play at Applebee's tables while you're waiting for your undercooked food to come out. And You know, uh, hypothetically. <laughs> and it was it, they're quick. It doesn't take very long. There's not a lot of strategy. Well, there's some strategy to it, but it's not like an overthinking game. And it's fun. It's just quick, and it's fun. It is. Great for all ages. Very easy to play. Uh, and... Uh, after I brought it to that work retreat, there were three people who bought it for themselves and one dude who bought two extra copies to give to family members. Mm -hmm. It has become like the company addiction alongside of Star Realms, by the way. So basically, I'm a pusher. Hey, no pun. <laughs> nice. Check out check out the card game Push. It is, uh, I wanted to say who it's by, but I don't think I can find that right now. Oh, it's by Ravensburger. <sighs> That sounds terrible in terms of food. Those are the no, those Ravens are the same. <laughs> yeah, mm. I will eat those hamburgers never more. Uh, Ravensburger makes some of the best jigsaw puzzles, and lately they have branched out into games that usually have a retro theme to them. But Ravensburger puzzles are famous for their level of detail. So good company. Good call. Good call. So yeah, Push by Ravensburger. You can find that at most. Uh, game retailers you can find it on amazon it's uh it's about 15 bucks so check it out nice so do we have enough uh, enough time for another round i think we do i think that's only half the episode uh, and i definitely have another more important pick all right uh I'm, I'm gonna go to the realm of video games because this is a game that recently my kids uh turned me on to it's it's lots of fun you can find it on the Switch. You can find it on Steam. You can find it on Xbox. Skyrim. I'm sure it's on PlayStation. It's called Ultimate Chicken Horse. Ultimate mm. Chicken Horse? I'm looking it up. I might get two games tonight. So it is a really silly uh, ga uh, obstacle course game. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, it's a silly game uh, yeah. Ultimate so Chicken Horse? You, you pick an animal that you are. You can also dress your animal up in in, in an attire. And you go onto this board. You have a starting point, and you have to reach an end point. Meanwhile, each round, you're also picking uh, components that either help or hinder you. Like you can get a, a, a wrecking ball that swings back and forth, or rotating buzz saws, and all sorts of other crazy obstacles to maim and destroy your opponents. While you're trying to get to the end and score points. It's chaotic, it's messy, but oh my gosh, I have never laughed so hard in my life when people die or you think <laughs> you've almost reached the end and something clips you and you die. Uh, it, it's tons of fun. I have probably spent more hours playing that game with my kids than anything. It, it's 
And and the fun thing is you can play it against your friends, not only locally but online as well. They've designed it. And it has a component where you can build your own boards. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, my youngest son and I built a board uh, it, you know, titled His Name. It was His Name's Revenge. And it was filled with buzz saws and teleportation boxes and uh, punching it, little gizmos that punch. It has the punching uh, fist that can kill other people. But we figured out that there's a fire hydrant that spits water out. And if you combine those two, when the fire hydrant spits off, the punching uh, fist goes up and kills people. Uh, it's lots of fun. And, it, and the great part is, is you can play creative mode or party mode. And party modes where you get to select different components that you can add to the board. But at the same time, it also gives you bombs to destroy components. So it makes it harder. So it's lots of fun. It's not too expensive either. Um, you know, it, if you want to pick it up, uh, yeah, it's like 14 bucks. Uh, at GameStop has it for 14 bucks. Uh, I'm sure it's even cheaper on Steam or anywhere else. Yeah, I see it on PlayStation Network for 15 bucks, so that's a pretty yeah. good price point. And what I love about this game is that it, in addition to online play, has has couch play, has local play. Oh, yeah. Which is something that has honestly been... It's missing. been kind of missing in, yeah. in the in the current gaming economy, right? Like, everything is online. Everything is typically PvP. Uh, very little co-op. And uh, this one, while it is still PvP, it's fun because it's meant it's it's a party style game, meaning that it's it's meant to increase socialization. So you're all in the room together, you're all laughing together, even though you're all competing against each other. It's that fun kind of competition, not that toxic fork knife kind. So yeah, yeah this is this is a great suggestion. I didn't even know about this game, and yeah. uh, I think I might have to put this one on my wish list. And the nice thing about it is, if you do win the round, your, your little animal companion kind of laughs and does a little jiggy dance and like he's razzing the other players so uh, the nice thing is it does come with all the boards available but they're locked so you have to slowly earn them by mm. continuing to play so it allows for replay value um, and you know some of the animal co you can't open up yet but not only that some of the animals even have a hidden alternate if you change Ooh. them you know, like there's an elephant, and if you get if you change him, he turns into a triceratops. Oh, dope! Or the rat, the the skunk, or the excuse me, the squirrel turns into a skunk, and and so on and so forth. So, there there is a lot of fun uh, to this, and there is a very Indiana esque, uh, Indiana Jones esque board where there's this coin, and if you hit it, this giant rolling ball comes <laughs> out, and you have to try to get to the other, to the end where the the flag is, but it's filled with spikes and yeah. So it, it is a fun game. Yeah. I, I feel like we almost owe them an apology. This game came out December of 2017. It, it has been a around a while, but, uh, but, but that just means better content is available. Yeah. It's just something that I recently stumbled on thanks to my kids and it's such a fun game. Great call out. Good job. Um, so this is not not to veer away from the video games, but I I love the idea um, of finding games that maybe have come out a little bit like like a while ago. Maybe people just aren't aware of them. And I I'm not like a huge gigantic gamer, but we do end up buying a lot of board games. And I buy board games based on people's um, uh, people talking about them all the time. It's like I bought this game. Um, Dan Wells, who has been on this show before, mm -hmm. he's oh, a yeah. he's a horror writer and he's friend of really the show. Cool. Dan Wells. Yes. Yeah. So Dan Wells is really cool. And he and I went to um, a writing kind of retreat thing where he was there and he was talking about this uh, game called Ten Candles. Now, I have had I have owned this game for three, four years. <laughs> it is a game you can only purchase from the guy who makes the game. It's not like a kickstarted game. He makes it in his house and he will oh. send it to you if you send him like fifteen dollars. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a storytelling game where you have 10 candles and the lights of the sun have just gone out and everyone is going to die. And that's how the game, that's the setup of the game. Everyone who's playing the game is going to die. And it's just your job to 
to tell the story of the your character's last moments on this dying earth. And it's so interesting. It's such a cool concept, but you have to have kind of a bunch of people to play it. And I've never played it before. And so I really want to play it for Halloween, guys. If you would like I to love join it. Me. I love this idea. <laughs> I've never played it before. Um, I really, really want to play it though. But I, that aside, that one came out a while ago, but it's really cool and I really want to play it. But the one I have played and it is a Kickstarter. And they actually, I just got an email that they are kickstarting another game that's very, very similar. The game is called Don't Tell Mom and Dad. Ooh. And talk about your throwbacks to the 80s, man. Ah, I got to show you a picture of this <laughs> Don't thing. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Exactly. <laughs> so this is um I Yeah, this is a game. It's a role it's a role playing game and um it was kickstarted a couple of years ago. Um and it like once you see it, you'll see it's just so 80s noir, right? And I'm just so into it. So <gasps> wow. don't tell, don't mom, tell and dad. mom and dad. It's a fantasy RPG game. For you got to have your only. dice. But it really is like Goonies and Stand By Me. Like all of these things all mesh together. You're in this town that you basically you kind of create depending on the game. So you have all these like our, um, places that... um like the roller skating rink and the arcade and you set them up and you create a town at the beginning of the game. And then, um, and then you play it like any role playing game where you have kind of a, a master a storyteller who's kind of telling the story of the, the kids. And then the kids like have all of these, you know, issues, um, conflicts with parents. There's maybe aliens involved, um, the mafia, like there's all, there's all these, awesome things that you can you know play into it so if you're a really creative kind of person and you want a, a different kind of role-playing game that's got a real 80s kind of 80s nostalgia feel kind of throwback i think that this is really really cool and of course they have a new kickstarter coming this fireworks and funky smells which is kind of the um like the this is the um the follow-up right this is the follow-up and it looks like they it yes, was like an expansion yeah, yeah, it, it is like an expansion, right? Um, and uh, and that just closed out at the end of August, so it just closed out like a week ago. So this is the extension that just came up, and I don't know. It's a really really fun game. It's just if you're if you want to do D and D, but you want to do it a little different, it's just it's a fun way of doing it. Please tell me there's like an ability or a move called the 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 truffle shuffle in this. <laughs> <laughs> Not specifically, but of course, there's four different types of characters: the Jack, the um, the nerd, the uh, the I don't know. There's like a hot girl or something. Anyway, there's like only four kind of characters. There's only four character types, and they're all just like straight out of Stranger Things. So. Yeah, Stranger <laughs> Things and Goonies. Yeah, exactly. Every that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. It's really right. fun. Like if you're into the '80s, like me, it's just a fun game. Uh, or just from nothing, the 80s, like all of us. There is nothing wrong with the 80s. <laughs> Not at all. I'm hoping we have enough time to go around with, uh, a, a third time for this. But for my second call, I'm going with Call to Adventure by Brotherwise Games. Uh, the adventure. base game itself, it's it's a very interesting mechanic. I haven't seen in other games before. Uh, it, basically, the game is you're creating your character. But you don't create a character like rolling dice. You choose what events they experience and those experiences form their character interesting it is i played this last week yeah it's an amazing uh engine it's very creative it's not it's no longer this dice rolling kind of a thing you're 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 making story choices and then uh, at the end you take all the cards that you have collected for this person at this character and you share that character's story arc with everyone else at the table. And it's really interesting because you've collected all these things together. And a lot of times during the game, you make a choice between this will strategically help my character accomplish his goals, but it doesn't fit the theme of his story. And so I don't necessarily want it because I can't fit it into the story I got to tell at the end. Uh, it is just, I really enjoyed this game because it was so innovative. And Brotherwise has themed versions of this game. The mm-hmm. one that I have is where they work with Brandon Sanderson and they have the Stormlight Archive 
version of Call to Adventure, and I love it. Anybody who's into that particular epic series, uh, yes, you get to choose if you're going to be a peasant or a light-eyes noble. You get the chance to become a knight radiant, uh, be a servant of uh, the different shards that are out there, um, and you can be all kinds of different, uh, you know, a wind runner or a uh, uh, oh, Stonebinder or all these different kinds of Night Radiance that are out there. They are incredible. I really love the way they've done a fantastic job of adapting that series of stories to this particular game engine. Uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I will say that if you um, get the themed version of the game, it is not as interesting to people who don't know the theme. Mm -hmm. uh, the base is such a general fantasy world and pretty much anybody can play that. I highly recommend it. Uh, but I'd pro only play the Stormlight Archive version with other Stormlight fans uh, because they will definitely get a kick out of it. You, it is so much fun to play in this world. And that's what you're doing. You're building a story within this world that, you know, as a fan, you've you've come to love. Great game. It's so funny. I actually, um, I just played that game like last Sunday with my brother and, um, and I thought it was really interesting because, you know, do you have these different acts that you have to move through when you're playing that game? You have to move through act one, two, and three, and then at the end, you're supposed to tell the story. I just, um, I thought it was a really, it was really interesting how they kind of forced you to pick the morality, like the morality of your character plays is kind of a big role in this, in this game. Yeah. Because you, every, every card, every challenge that you face, you can either look at it for the good or you can look at it for the evil. And I just Ooh. kept wanting to be as evil as possible, but you can't really be as evil as possible because you get penalized. You actually, it's actually better if you are a little bit more kind of, uh, a little bad and a little good sometimes, but once you hit real, real bad, you get a little bit penalized. Uh, this game is available on Amazon for about 30 bucks. And uh, I'm highly intrigued by this. I, I was there with you when you got Stormlight Archives, and that's a series that I have not read. Shocker, if you've heard me on the show before, <laughs> it ends up I'm barely literate. But, uh, but I, I was fascinated not only by the IP, as you explained it to me, but also at how this game functioned the fact that there is sort of a theme neutral uh you know just general fantasy call to adventure uh, and, and willow's uh review just now i, I really want to try this game out i re th this is a game that is perfect for gms to play together mm -hmm. absolutely this this will spawn some story ideas this will get your creative juices flowing as it were and uh, yeah, uh, Krabs, when you and I get together here sometime soon, we, we need to play this game. I, I have the game myself. I got the Stormlight Archive version of it because why not? Why not run around in Brandon's world? I mean, I already have the, the RPG for Mistborn, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and the House Wars game, board game. So, you know, it, it's fun. Awesome. I, I don't want to, I'm not going to use it as one of my slots on this episode, but I have the Kickstarter mistborn board game uh and it's it's got an interesting mechanic too it's a little more complex definitely something to play with other mistborn fans but yeah. if you're not a mistborn fan probably won't enjoy the game as much i and i've only played it once or twice and that was with josh uh krebs and his wife yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was that's... the only time i don't I even remember play playing it more. i would love to play it more i just got to get some other uh fans together to play it with me yeah, that's the House War game, so it's lots of fun and has the components. Uh, oh, that's depending... the same one? Yeah, so it depends on if Kelsier or the, the Lord Ruler makes it to the end, correct? That's yeah. right, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so you can end up totally winning or totally losing, so it depends on how it goes. Yeah, if you back the wrong horse. Yep, yeah. Awesome. So it, it is a fun game. It um, has some unique uh, mechanics, but if you're not a fan of the series a lot of the flavor gets lost in the game yeah yeah and the rules don't necessarily make sense they make perfect sense if you know who the characters are but yeah. it's like yeah why is the vin card so special because vin is incredibly special yeah you know it's like yeah anyway spoilers 
Uh, no, it's not a spoiler. It's the premise. <laughs> At this Wait, point whoa, the... whoa. You mean Rand Al Thor is the dragon reborn? Yeah. Spoilers. Blow your mind. All right, Krabs, what have you got for us? All right. Um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I'm an extremely huge fan of a little game called Zombicide. I... I Wait a minute. Love. That's not a that's not a recent find for you. No, no, no you're this right. One, this one is. This okay. one is. Go with it. So so you're correct. Uh Zombicide first edition, Zombicide second edition, and there are various expansions, the Undead or Alive Western version that's coming out, the Marvel Zombicide that is coming. All of those are not recent discoveries, but are part of my collection or soon will be. But thanks to our good friend Alton. Alton, we miss you, brother. He went to Gen Con, and at Gen Con Cool Mini or Not, who I often call Come On, and the company Guillotine Games, who make Zombicide, came up with a, a different variation on Zombicide. This is called Zombicide Gear Up, and it is based on the flip and write engine, which is you are, instead of playing with like a huge board with all sorts of miniatures, instead everything is card-based, cards of various sizes, and these cards are dry erase compatible you end up with zombies that have particular uh, what we might call tetrimino or just block-based patterns that you have to fill in in order to defeat. You have a set of weapons. Each weapon has a different block pattern of damage that it causes. And following rules of how you draw these patterns of damage, you try to eliminate the zombies before you yourself are eliminated. The game is played in two major phases, one where the boss is not present you're just fighting a bunch of ads and the second where you are fighting the boss as you defeat the ads you unlock upgrades for each of your weapons and you get to choose which upgrades you unlock following certain restrictions and rules the boss comes out in the second phase you have a couple of turns before the boss starts doing some real damage and the boss of course has a huge map of squares that you have to fill in with your damage values it comes with six different bosses that you can fight and it comes with enough cards and components to have different variations of the game depending on four levels of difficulty and between one and six players so that's like 24 different permutations that you can run yeah it's it's crazy incredibly well designed that's 24 different versions and then you multiply that by six by the bosses that's 144 different ways to play the game depending on the number of players and your level of difficulty and the boss you choose so like this game it's not a very big box it doesn't cost a terrible amount of money i only i only knew about it because alton went to gen con i don't know if this game is publicly available yet but keep your eyes open for Zombicide Gear Up. Normally, that... if it... Uh, sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. Go ahead. presented at Gen Con, it's at least a good three to six months out. Yeah, I don't think this one's, like, super publicly available yet. Yeah. But you might find some people on eBay trying to hawk their wares, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, I don't see it on Amazon at this time. Keep your eyes open. This flip and write system... Flip and write! No. Uh, this <laughs> flip and write system is super duper fun. Matai, you played this. What were your thoughts? I've also played the original Zombicide with you several times. This is the same Zombicide theme, but a different mechanic. You still get to hack and slash at Zeds all day long, which is wonderful. Very cathartic. Uh, But it's a very different mechanic for how you go about it. And I love that the restrictions on these weapons are it creates a Tetris block. And you have to find a way to rotate or flip that Tetris block to fit the remaining squares on these zombies. So I found that it was not very difficult to learn. Uh, You go through the first couple of turns and at that point you've got it. And uh, while it took us a long time, this because this was our first time playing playing it, in future games I could see this going relatively quickly. Uh, it does. It's it's not going to take you all night to get through this, which a good Zombicide game uh, will. So if you need a taste of Zombicide but you don't have all night to go uh, after the Zeds, this is the game for you. Yeah, the the best part about this game is that once everyone knows how to play, once everyone understands the rules, it takes 30 minutes or less. And the average regular Zombicide game takes between two or three hours. In fact, the more players you add, the longer the game takes by a, a multiplier. So it's not cumulative. It's, it's actually multiplicatively longer. This game... Uh, While there's a little bit of that, like my wife and I, we played it and we were done in 12 to 15 minutes. 
uh, playing the game, just the two of us. And in a group of five, once we understood the rules, it took us about 30 minutes. So this game is super easy to get under your belt. You can get through the game in a reasonable window of time, play other games like, I don't know, Push or Ultimate Chicken Horse or, you know, something like that. Or King's Quest, if you want to go back to 1991. And uh, yes, yeah, this Absolutely. this game affords time for you to play other games. I just checked Guillotine Games, who makes this, and I do not see Zombicide Gear Up available there yet. So keep your eyes open. Keep looking into it. Highly, highly, highly recommend this game if you enjoy any of the like zombie-themed board games of any flavor. Uh, you know, if you guys are cool with it, how about we do some like honorable mentions, things that were on our mind, but we didn't want to go deep into? Sure thing. I got a couple I can throw out there. Start us off. Uh, all right. Um, there's a game designer named Matt Leacock who makes some amazing cooperative games, uh, and they are the best cooperative games I have ever played. Is this like uh, Forbidden Island? And This is exactly Forbidden Island. Oh! <laughs> and this is actually a trilogy of games, Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, and Forbidden Skies. Uh, so it's kind of water, land, and air. Uh, and it it's just a wonderful game uh your character has a special ability every character has a unique special ability you need to fight the elements while you're trying to find special items so you can escape the island desert or sky fortress uh that you're in he also made the game pandemic and pandemic has several versions the one of the most recent variations on it. it's called pandemic hot zone which similar to uh krebs's zombicide gear up is a light version of the game uh pandemic is pretty popular out there if you haven't played it you really should uh especially with what we lived through in 2020 uh why what happened in 2020 <laughs> if if you were there you wouldn't have to ask uh the uh, same thing. Each character has a unique special ability and you work together to save the world from viruses. Pandemic Hot Zone is a compressed version of the game. Only three viruses instead of four. And there are some limitations that you can't do in Hot Zone that you could do in the main game, such as eradicating a virus. You have a smaller game board. This one's North America. They also have other editions for other parts of the world. And um, it's it, it's a, it plays much faster than the uh, full board game, but it is just as much fun. Uh, so highly recommend it. Nice. Uh, Willow, I think you have some good suggestions coming up. I do, but I don't know how like new they are to anybody, but they're cool. And so this is like for anybody who's once again, not like a grown, like hundred percent old person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I have young children, and so I buy games for my kids, and I play them with my children. So the ones I have are Dragonwood, which you probably know or have seen before. Um, Dragonwood's awesome. Um, it's like it's like baby D and D for when you want to teach your five year old how to like, you know, take some risks. And it's a dice game, so it's it's really fantastic, and I love it. It's nice and easy. Um, it's got really really great art. And, um, and once again, it's just like baby's first dice game. Right. So like you're, if you have a kid who is kind of into it, but they're not really ready for that, you know, 20 sided dice, then Dragonwood is a great place to start. So I start my kids with that one, but I just picked up this one. I know it's so silly, but it's called Hiss. (gasps) Yeah, we have that one. Do you? So this is such a cute little game. Um, it's, uh, I got it for my daughter who's four, she's four and really you're just kind of trying to build snakes. So I know it's not like as cool and elevated as all the other games, but this is my life guys. I've got a five, I've got a four-year-old, I've got a 14 year old. That's how we do things around my life. So Hiss is a cute little game. That's what I got. Great choices. Daniel, do you have any honorable mentions? Oh, wow. That's like asking if, uh, yeah. I have so many, so many great games. Um, again, because Walton going to Gen Con. Um, oh, I mean, uh, Bunny Kingdom is a great game. It's a really good, uh, it's a competitive game. Uh, definitely each round, you know, th- there's 10 cards dealt out. You, you pick two cards, you, you hand the rest of the hand to, to your next player. So it's, it's really difficult because not only are you 
picking the cards you want, but now you're handing off potential cards to, you know, one of your enemies. Um, the whole point of the game is to build as much connecting land and get lots of points and, of course, multiply your bunnies because, well, rabbits have lots of rabbits fast. Uh, so it is lots of fun. It's a, a great flavor game. It's a, it's a game that Alton uh, introduced me to. Uh, I, again, another game uh, that is lots of fun that I've really enjoyed lately. Um, and, and it is uh, kind of a, an, an older game um which is and, and i used to play it a long time ago but then i kind of quit and it's i had a friend come over and we played it again and it's just i remember how much fun it was which is betrayal at house on the hill mm, uh it's a fantastic yeah. fun game that you can come together as a group and play and then a, an event happens and one of you becomes the bad guy you know you're all happy and go lucky and and working together to go searching through this spooky, creepy house. And then kaboom, one of you wants to kill me, or maybe I'm the killer. And then we're trying to get out of the house and, and, and run for our lives. It's just lots of fun. It's, it's, and I, I've all, I have the game and the expansion and I know there's another expansion coming um, or they're no uh, second edition. So they're, they're making it better, but even though I have the, the original game and the ex expansion and as many times as I, played it in the past and have started to play it again i have still never ran the same haunt twice and there's a hundred haunts at this point so that's been super fun for me because you'd think i'd at least run into one twice now but no luck's been on my side um but i do know and this i really want this one to happen in the expansion there is a haunt that happens because you find the necronomicon Oh. And someone ends up with a chainsaw for a hand what? and deadites start coming after you. Oh my word. Oh my gosh. And yes. is it because nobody Pretty remembered awesome. the words Klaatu Verata? Probably. <laughs> um, but it is, it is definitely lots of fun. Uh, it's a great game. It's one that I love playing around Halloween time. So we may have to have a Halloween game night where we play a bunch of these spooky games. Awesome. Um, and then one other real quick one, which is one that uh, recently discovered, which is always fun, um, which is Happy Little Dinosaur. Fun little game. Hmm. Uh, it, it's good enough for kids and adults. And, yeah, I mean, we all know that dinosaurs will die. It, you know, it, it's, a, it's going to happen. But the whole point of the game is, can you survive longer than the rest of your fellow dinosaurs? So uh, it's a car little card base game and you're basically competing against each other so it is lots of fun and it's quick play that is awesome uh i've been racking my brain i i had one that i wanted to throw up as an honorable mention and now i cannot for the life of me remember what it is but um there are a couple games that come to mind one is not a recent game discovery mind you but i want to put it back on the radar for anyone who may have lost track of it dice forge is a phenomenal dice rolling game where you have dice with modular faces and you're paying to upgrade your dice to give them more power in various ways extremely well balanced incredibly well crafted great family game my son uh, has been playing it since he was six he loves that game so dice forge highly recommend it's about 40 bucks you can find it on amazon and then even simpler than that is a game called taco cat goat cheese pizza oh i love that game that game is a wonderful... Oh, I remembered what my honorable mention was, too. On Okay, so Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza is a card game. We take it with us to restaurants. We play it with the kids. It is kind of like Slapjack and... Um, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like War and Slapjack had a baby with, like, ridiculous cards and hand gestures. It's extremely fun. The goal is, of course, to get rid of all your cards while forcing other people to take what's remaining on the table. It's a very, very fun game. Extremely inexpensive. I think it's five bucks or less at, at just about any place you go. Target, I think, carries them. <laughs> and then my honorable mention that I, I just now remembered is a video game. For those of you who know me well enough, you know that although I have, a like, a filmmaking background and I definitely appreciate what 
well-done drama and excellent film and cinema, I also really love crappy movies, like really hilariously bad movies. I'm a huge fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000, MST3K to the initiated, and they eventually became what's called Rift Tracks. I watch Rift Tracks pretty frequently. They came out with a game, a party game, the kind that's kind of like Jackbox where you Rift have tracks? one. Rift Tracks. Rift Tracks the game. That's awesome. <laughs> If, I thought uh, you were going to say Night Trap. Night. Oh, <laughs> that is a serious discussion to have later. But uh, Rift Tracks, the game, is available on Steam and PlayStation, and I'm pretty sure Xbox. And it's played like a Jackbox game, where you have one system that is the host, and then everybody uses their mobile devices via a web app to watch clips and then submit their funniest riff in the fill-in-the-blank spot of the video. For those who are Rift Tracks fans, there are tons of maybe not Easter eggs, but fan service in the game. Highly recommend that you check this thing out. Rift Tracks, the game on Steam, PlayStation, and I think Xbox. That is phenomenal. And I'm absolutely going to go and buy that because I think we, we should... love, like, we watch Rift Tracks every day. Yes. Like, we're like huge Rift Tracks fans. We watch it all the time. Willow, we should hang out. Oh my gosh. I don't know how many times I have forced my children. I think my children think that the Rift Tracks version of Twilight is the real version of Twilight. Uh, it is the only version of I Twilight. Just, I Thank don't you. know it that they know. Bearable. Like we're yeah. we're watching it and my, my kids are like, Mom, why is there so much talking while they're talking? And I'm like, that's what it is, baby. That's just how this movie is. <laughs> I don't know. You've raised your children right. I know. Uh, I've seen I've seen the people at Rift Tracks stream this live, and there are it, it has a brilliant UI that looks like an old like a like a VHS uh, VCR kind of thing, which is very cool. But there are different settings that you can put together so that it works really well for streaming. Like gives like enough time for people at home to participate as well as the players there. I think it would be really cool for us to stream that sometime. Uh, not to take up too much airtime, but like I think we should stream that and have a, a joyous time with other dungeon crawlers. Yeah. No, it, it, I, I put it with crabs. It was lots of fun. The only problem that I had is it doesn't give you a lot of time to try to come up with a great idea and then write it all out. No, I don't give you a lot of time, but we can fix that. Oh, that's you? Okay. Well, because you can change the settings, but we can fix that. Okay. Because I, I, I know, like, we're I'm trying to type out something funny. It's like, oh, I got 15 seconds left. I'm just going to say, Your I, mom. Pooped. I pooped. <laughs> I pooped. <laughs> still I pooped. still a viable joke. Yep. I pooped my pants or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely lots of fun. Yeah, I mean, even those Jack in the Box games were hilarious. Um, but uh, Rift Tracks was definitely a lot of fun. So. And I'll tell you what, I think, and I have played Jackbox a lot. I know it's not any new game. It's literally, we, lo we love it. But mm -hmm. I think that Rift, the, the Jackbox games are the best when you're playing with people who are intellectually, uh, what's the nice way to say this? Flexible? Intellectually equal mm. and to challenged. yourself. Um, because... When you get a bunch of really funny, really smart, very witty people in a room and then you force them to put their funniest stuff to compete with other people, the, it ends up being really, really, really funny. So I would like to openly and without any hesitation challenge you, all three mm -hmm. of you, to a jackbox off at any location yeah. of your choosing because I have so far not been beaten when it comes to quiplash mm. i will gladly take up that mantle and oh. if i lose i will lose gladly to someone of your of your talent <laughs> i feel like we should put some uh we should put something on it i think we should, should we turn this into a gambling game how about we play Absolutely. push first <laughs> i think that we should i think we should wager i think that if i lose i'll shave my head <laughs> if you lose you'll shave your head <laughs> you will shave your head yeah uh we need alton in this man that guy oh he's brilliant up. yeah I just, but, there's room for eight there's room yeah, for eight players there is there is all right well folks there are some some recent some games both new old and uh you know some that maybe have been sitting in someone's closet collecting dust for a while uh, that you can go out, find, pick up, and enjoy. Uh, we've all had great fun with these games, so 
Uh, we'd also love to hear your what games of yours that are you know maybe recent acquisitions or uh, you've rekindled your love for, and let us know what those games are. And as always, we'll catch you next time and choose the high ground. Hey, Daniel. What? Today I learned that if you flip a canoe over, you can wear it as a hat because it's capsized. Oh, Mm. my gosh. (laughs) It's capsized. Yeah. I got it. I got it the first time. Yeah. Wait, Matthew, say it again. I just just chose to ignore it. It's capsized. (laughs) The best part is my new recording equipment has a rim shot. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get it plugged in. Uh, And today I just want to say one thing. Keep it sleazy. Easy. And with that, always. Well, wait, I'm sorry. I have to build up to it for a second. Whether whether you are interested in any of the games that we propose, or if you have some new game discoveries that you want to share with us, and you really should, if you go over to DungeonCrawlersRadio.com and send us a message. Always remember to be epic and don't suck. Remember, the force will be with you always. 